Welcome to episode 89 of the Business of Making podcast. In this episode, we talk about the marketing numbers that you need to pay attention to in your handmade business so that you can track what's working, what's not working. And we also explain why we think some metrics are important and others are just more kind of vanity metrics and not all that useful in driving your marketing decisions. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. and welcome back to the business of making podcast this is deb and i'm here with mick hello and jess good day welcome back everyone if you are new to the podcast welcome as well i always forget that there might be some new people listening that we always <laughs> address everyone like when it's hopefully yeah hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we want to do <laughs> But yeah, we are going to talk today about marketing your handmade shop, but more specifically, we're going to talk about numbers, which I know you already are thinking, no, <laughs> not numbers, but it's uh, it's going to be quite an important conversation, I think, because mm. we can talk about strategies and tactics, you know, as much as we want. Um, but if you don't know how to make sure that it works or know what doesn't work and what stats to look at and what numbers to track, then, you know, what's the point? So that's mm. kind of what we want to cover today. And we have a few more episodes coming your way as well this month uh, about marketing and essentially marketing numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, I want to do a couple of shout outs for our Patreons. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for supporting the show. As you may know, we do not do ads. And so we really are running this show thanks to our patrons who give us a little bit of money every month. You can start a pledge. It uh, starts at $1. And if you want to learn more and join us, you can go to, what is the URL? <laughs> <laughs> the business of making. Well, we can, you can go to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support, or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M for the business That's of exactly making. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I love in that your we brain. have three brains for the URLs. We always like, what's the URL? <laughs> um, just but yes, a few episodes back, we did a shout out for one of our patrons called Amanda Strobel, and we messed up the name of a shop. I don't know who did it. We're not going to blame and point fingers. <laughs> but essentially, uh, a shop is called Red Door Metalworks on Etsy, and I think we said Redwood Metalworks. So we're very sorry, Amanda, and I hope to, you accept our apology. <laughs> and the <laughs> shop is Red Door Metalwork. You can find her on Etsy, and she does essentially uh, jewelry that's geometric, very contemporary geometric design in uh, bronze and sterling silver. Very, very pretty. And funny enough, we have another shout-out today from Beth. Hey, Beth. Beth is also part of um, the Tizik community. And a shop is called BB Design House. And I found that, you know, the, those two shops are very different, but there's such similarities in the actual shapes because Beth also creates jewelry, but she uses clay instead. So it's very colorful and playful. So, you know, very different style, but very similar design. I thought it was very funny looking at them, um, you know, looking at them, how do you say? Side by side. Side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, so Beth Brickman, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and you can find her at BB Design House. And all of those uh, supporters URL are on our website as well at thebusinessofmaking.com slash supporters. 
And with that said, let's dive into the marketing numbers topic. <laughs> the exciting part of the show. Woo! Yes. Yeah, I think, well, let's start with the fact that people often focus on the wrong numbers. Yes. And get what caught numbers up in... do people focus on? <laughs> followers. Oh, more Instagram followers. Yes. Vanity metrics, they're called. Yes. yes. What looks good from the outside is not necessarily mm. what's going on on the inside. I think it's important to point out to mention though, I guess, like we're talking about, you don't need to focus so much on how many followers you have, but sometimes when you're just starting out, you actually do need a certain amount of followers to do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, what what are they? I can't remember. Um, like on Instagram, you need 10,000 followers to put links in your stories, I believe. Is that yeah, still the case? I think so. I still don't even have 10,000 followers, so whatever. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. Because <laughs> it's not a focus of mine. No. And I think in uh, Facebook pages, you need like oh, 100 yeah. to be able to get your URL or something like that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So, I mean, getting those first, you know, first 100 or first couple hundred or 500, whatever it is, I think on YouTube you need 500 to do something as well. Um, mm. It could certain, be a focus. Sorry, you need a certain number of followers. I think it's 1,000 followers and a certain number of watch hours if you want to get do advertising on YouTube as well, right, like if right, you want right. to monetize yeah, your videos. If that's part of your yeah. overall business strategy, mm. then that might be a reason why you're um, thinking it's important to get those followers mm. to begin with. But in general, mm. do we care yeah, those about are follower reasons. numbers? Yeah, those are reasons. Not really. Do we care about follower numbers really? No, no, not really. Mm-mm. Definitely not. This is definitely not worth uh, obsessing over it, I think, is the main concern because and even a couple of days ago I was having a conversation with someone that had only, and I'm putting air quote, 800 followers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there's this, we have those like psychological thing where you go 1,000 is like the first level mm-hmm. and then the next level is 10,000, like forget from 1 to 10, there's yeah. like 9,000 <laughs> like, people it's really, there. There's really a lot of work in between. And this. then when you have yeah. 10 people like, well, I've got to go to 100,000 now and it's like, well, forget about the 90,000 people in between. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it doesn't really matter how many people you have, I guess, is what we want to talk about today. It's like, are they actually engaged and are mm. they actually helping you grow your shop and make sales? And do you get any sort of uh, engagement with them and clicks and yeah, sales? Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly. So, I mean, if you look at, uh, if we just look at the big numbers in general, so all of the marketing numbers all in your business, more people does m- potentially equal more sales, right? Like, you know, the more people you have following you, the more people visiting your shop, the more people that know about your business, just mm. probability wise. But all those are only potentials, right? Like you can still are. have 10,000 followers and no one's going to your shop. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why we have to kind of talk about this difference between how many people are potentially there versus how many people are there. Now, and there's also a difference between say, if you look at the traffic to your website, those people have literally come to your website, right? So that's way more valuable than the followers you have on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, because you have to understand the algorithms on those platforms. All of your followers are not seeing your posts. Mm. It's like 2 to 5% of your followers are seeing your posts. Also, all of your followers might not be shoppers, you know, like yeah, maybe they're sure. just on Instagram, they like your pretty pictures and they're just not mm. going to turn you into a customer no matter what you do. So. It's definitely less targeted, but you would assume that more people visiting your website are more likely to be shoppers. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's less of a vanity metric than just mm. like followers on social media platforms. The followers aren't really the point. Sure, mm. the more followers you have, hopefully, the higher the chances are that some of them will see it and engage with you, mm-hmm. but it's not the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah. you know, we're not just saying that to make you feel better as well. I think it's uh, from experience as well, like that there's a lot of shops oh, my God, I have chickens just next to my window. It's definitely coming up in the I'm podcast. I'm sure the roost is about to start next to me as well. I don't think Ivy is going to be able to fix that. I have to be held responsible as well because I have been feeding this chicken. So she's coming to ask for it now. Your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. She was really cute and then now she's really smart and she just comes around the same time every day and just asks me for food. So I'm so sorry if you can hear that behind. It's not like some weird bird. It's ambience. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was saying, you know, you talk as you are in business for a while and you talk with more business owners and more shops and all this kind of like accumulated experience, I guess that the three of us has, you you do realize that that some people have only, again, air quote, 800 people on their Instagram, but it's super engaged. They do live videos, some of them. For others, it's just like their stories really work well for them and they get lots of shops or lots of custom orders in their DMs. And then others are like more than 10K and are really struggling to get people to even see their post, to comment, mm-hmm. to click the link in the bio, to go and visit the shop because they, you know, it's not an audience that's very engaged. And so it's, we don't just say that to make you feel better. Like it's okay to have low numbers. It's just like the numbers that count are probably not the one that you're currently obsessing yeah. with. <laughs> Honestly, like even just anecdotally, when um, I was doing webinars and stuff before, when I had less people on, people were way more engaged. And it's the same mm-hmm. when I'm teaching a class. If I have a class, especially on like Zoom or something, um, and there's, you know, 80 people in there, there's only ever five people talking to me. Whereas if there's like a class of 20, I can get like probably about 18 of those people to be talking. So I think it's going back to engagement and thinking about how you, the, the bigger that audience or the bigger the follower number that you have, it's much harder to engage all those people mm. with your content and then also to then turn them into customers. So the small is definitely not bad. Think, think yeah. the other way. Try and flip it around in your head a little bit. Yeah, and also who you're focusing on when it comes to followers. Like are you getting the right followers? Like, are you, are you getting, are you following lots of say other crafty people and they're following you back, but they're not actually a customer. They're just your colleagues. And there's something wrong with that because it can be really nice and fun to engage with and talk to those people. But if you're just doing like sales and posts, (laughs) then they're not going (laughs) to. Exactly. Right. And be like, I can make that. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually a huge issue in the handmade industry. (laughs) That happens a lot because mm. you know you love to talk about how you create your products and share mm-hmm. that online and who is mostly interested in that it's of course it can be customers but customers mm. are often interested in the end product and they just mm. need to see how it's been made because it helps them fall in love with that a bit more yeah, like buy but they into don't it. need to yeah. see it every day yeah whereas mm. other crafters or other potters or other jewelers are like oh how do you do that mm, that's interesting <laughs> yeah i guess that's sort of getting into like well uh, marketing strategy a little bit but thinking about uh, posting more of the aspirational stuff for your customer mm. rather than mm. too much of the how-to and process, which would yeah appeal to the community. But yeah. the community is not always who's going to be your customer. Oh, God, yeah. that was a good English sentence. Holy <laughs> 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 spoken. Sorry. Yeah, and there is some. Obviously, there's always going to be some overlap. But yeah, it's it's important to realize who you're actually talking to mm. and who 
like and the, each post i also don't think about it as like your account like every post is different everything you put up there is different like i'll give you an example um my ethereal instagram account i have about a little bit under 1500 followers and that has not changed in 10 years i don't know because <laughs> i really don't spend much time on there i maybe post a few times a year normally sometimes i get all excited and post for a bit <laughs> so the other day i posted like normally i'd get maybe two or three comments maybe on a post because i don't do them very often and the other day i posted this piece jewelry i made for my friend who has rheumatoid arthritis so she asked me to make a finger splint for her so i uh, out of silver so i've made this finger splint and i posted that and sort of told the story behind why i made it and i got insane amounts of engagement from that post so like i've never had anything like that um you know so many comments so many saves and that's so out many... of the blue right like you hadn't posted yeah. a long time so it's you know there's all these rules about how often you have to post <laughs> and you have to do this that and the other and it's like well that's not always really the case like mm. yeah if you're posting something that's engaging and resonates with people they're going to engage with it either way yeah. And then, that, you know, they're, they've tagged people and their friends have come and seen it. And, you know, so that's, if you post the right thing, you can get massive engagement on that particular post. Mm. And so, yeah, I think about, think of every post that you do, don't just do it for the sake of doing it necessarily. Yeah. Think about, is this going to interest and engage the right followers? Like the mm. like I had heaps of people commenting, I'd love to buy this. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's actually a really difficult design to size because it goes on fingers and I'm like, I don't know if I'm willing to do that because I just feel like it would be really difficult. But maybe, I don't know, you know, I know yeah. other people sell them. Um, so it would be a challenge. But, yeah, so it's something now I'll now look into and, and think about doing. But mm. that's a perfect example of, like, <laughs> the demand, you know, coming in and going, hey, we actually want this thing. Yeah. Mm. Rather than you telling people to buy something. Yes, you know, I think that's, I mean, that's a write that down everyone that's an episode yeah. that you need to do demand versus what you want to make yes very important yeah it's a really cool product too and i can see how that would solve like a real pain point for, for mm. people do you struggle with figuring out what price to put on your products I think we've all been there and it can be really confusing and frustrating trying to work out exactly where to price our products and put them in the marketplace. So we wanted to make it a little bit easier for you by putting together a free checklist. In this checklist, we take you through all of the things you need to consider and include in your pricing and also a few of the things you might want to consider when it comes to adjusting your pricing once the math stuff has been sorted out. So you can get a hold of that free download over at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. Um, so what's the metrics then that we want to look into if we're not looking at followers too much because we don't we realize it's an ego <laughs> vanity <laughs> metric what do we look at well obviously we've talked we've used the word engagement like 11 mm. two billion times what does that actually mean what is engagement okay engagement i guess you could define it very differently depending on the platform that people are on but essentially when someone sees your posts no matter where you are i'm talking here it could be literally an pin an Instagram post, even an Etsy little thumbnail before they click. Engagement is do they actually take action and either click on it, comment on it, like it, um, share it, buy it. <laughs> okay, buy it is Save not it. engagement. Save it. Yeah. yeah. Repin it, whatever. So, so do they do something? <laughs> when we're talking about engagement at uni, we sort of talk about the different levels. And so the first level mm. is, as you said, Deb, just seeing it, like they see it. So mm. they but perhaps then scroll on so they don't actually take any action. Then it's them interacting with the post. So again, like 
clicking, liking, maybe um, leaving a comment that's like interacting with it, but then taking action is that next step. So that would be then going to the website or Mm -hmm. purchasing. So there's sort of those three levels there. Um, and you obviously want to reach level three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like the main one. You want people to actually take action. But I think even level two there of interacting with it is good in terms mm-hmm. of then it shows that post to other people and you sort of gain a bit of traction that way as well. Yeah. And so you may have heard the, com- the um, phrase call to action. So a call to action is where like at the, on your post or in your, co- in your comment or your caption, whatever, you give people a next step. You don't just go, here's a pretty thing. Yeah. <laughs> you go, you'd be like, yeah, that's pretty. I'm here's a pretty thing. <laughs> go to my shop to check it out. Here's the link. You know, that's a call to action. You're actually mm. asking your customer to take an action that will move them towards purchase. Yeah. And it's so it's funny how many people else. struggle with this because it feels yeah. You feel like you, it's assuming people are dumb. Like it's like, well, surely they know that if they like it, they can go and click and visit my shop. Of course they know, but they need the prompt, don't they? Like, yes, we it's like, need oh, yeah, prompts. I, look yeah. at that. I could just go check it out. Definitely. Yeah. I think um, also thinking about what your main objective is of whatever it is you're trying to ask them to do. So if your object- objective at that very moment is to get them over to your shop, you say, go, like, go check this out. But if your objective is to build relationships, maybe it's asking them a question and yeah. that's when they answer and then you can like reply back and form a bit of a relationship there to mm. warm them up, to get them to then want to click through to your website later. It's, you know, yeah. it's kind of rare for people to just stumble across your feed or whatever and then you suddenly say go check this out and they'll go you know they need mm. to they need to have those touch points first i don't know if it's still seven times that they need to see your stuff before yeah. they go across. i don't know where it's that came from more but... now yeah but yeah i think you definitely need to think about how you're warming up those mm. audience members before just trying to like invite them over to your house we've done an episode on this i'm sure yeah And I think why is engagement important as well is that it's not only that, of course, engagement is the first step to them actually visiting your shop and buying your products or, you know, we need to start there. But it also is that the more engaging your posts are, and that's true on any social platform, um, the more people will see them. So that first number Mm. we talked about, the number of people who see your posts is usually called impressions or sometimes you'll hear the word reach as well, depending on the platform, Um, that will start increasing because that platform wants people to stay on the platform and so when you create engagement engaging posts they go oh this person seems to be you know keeping people on the platform longer because people engage so we're going to show those posts a little bit more um so that's why it's important because it's kind of like this double win where not only you're building a stronger community and people start clicking onto your shop and visiting it and buying your products but it also means that you're helping the algorithm understand that it needs to show your posts more often. So it's like double win. Well, you guys, do you guys know, again, I feel like I've been out of the loop of all the rule changes that happen all around algorithms and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think in general on this podcast, we give the, you know, general advice of sure, there's sort of guidelines and rules, but you just have to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you guys know, I did read something, I don't know, maybe like six months ago, around the maybe it was longer than that around the time like between posting and then the engagement happening like it it they want it to be soon after it's posted yeah there's there's all sorts of things floating around that it should be within like five minutes or one minute or 10 minutes or whatever look i just want to throw out have any have either of you seen the new netflix documentary the social dilemma Mm -mm. i'm watching it now started last night 
Yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah, me so, and I'm still scared. And I, I know exactly everything they say I already know exists, but I'm, I'm petrified and therefore also very interested in learning more. But yeah. yeah. So I watched it all in one night the other night. So it talks a lot about, I'm not going to go into it in detail, but it talks about how social media platforms have been developed and the impact that's having on the world and on our psyches and et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that makes very clear, well, I thought it made very clear is this idea that there's no, no human is actually in charge of these stu- this stuff anymore, mm. right? So people program an AI and, or AIs, I should say, there's not just one AI. So people program AI programs um, that run all of this stuff on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and everywhere else, right? They're all run on AI computer software programs that have rules, but then the AI it actually de- evolves basically um, and, it, and it changes things based upon those initial rules. But it, so it's actually in charge of what you see, right? So the AI, mm. there's no, not a human in charge of what you see on these mm. platforms. It's AI pr- programs are in charge of what you see on these social platforms. And it learns your behaviour based on what you do, like how long you pause on a post. Based on what you're restricted to do in the first place, right, because it's already, of course. already discerning what you're seeing exactly. anyway. Yeah, well, it starts and they make that really clear in the, in the documentary as well, mm. showing like at the beginning there's like one of the, the characters is like an, an empty avatar, but by the end it's like become the person. So mm. they talk about how the more you interact with the, the, the program, the more it learns about you, the more it changes what you see and controls what you see based on your past behaviour, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what you see is going to be com- completely tailored to you and your past behavior and so that goes for all your customers and your followers what they see is going to be based on their past behavior so you know people who and you if you're at all conscious of what you're seeing on social media you should notice this like when you log into instagram Mm. you'll notice you keep seeing the same people's posts over and over again because you keep seeing those people's posts over and over again so it keeps showing you more of what you see already and what you you know pause on what you don't even it's not even clicking it it. right it's literally like you're scrolling and you stop so when i'm scrolling if i am trying to read a caption and i know i don't want to see that person's stuff i just like try and scroll up and then scroll down and scroll up again (laughs) We'll catch that as well. It'll still know you're doing it. It's going back. So, um, yeah, so there is this, it's kind of a terrible downward spiral, whereas if people mm-hmm. aren't interacting with your, your posts, they won't see your posts and then they'll, and so on and so forth, right? So there is a lot of talk about that. And I see, you know, you, you every so often you see people, there'll be like a meme that comes up that, Instagram is controlling what you see and please, you know, <laughs> interact oh, with this post this so that you, yeah, right. Well, that's just people trying to game the system rather than, you know, and, and it is, you know, a game <laughs> to try to get, you know, people yeah. to see you. That's not so, going to get you sales though. So, you know, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. So just being aware of how it all works, I think is important because you could drive yourself crazy trying to game the system or subvert the system. You can't. It's smarter than you. Mm. <laughs> you just have to do the best you can to actually create content that will make people stop the scroll. That's really all it comes that down to. Is all it is. Literally, that sums up any algorithm out there. Like, stop thinking about the algorithm itself and start thinking about the people who use the platform. And if you create content that makes them stay longer and engage in that platform, no matter where the algorithm is behind, it will be beneficial to you because it will yeah. notice that that's all they want that's it's, it's yeah. as simple as that yeah. i think there's so much noise around algorithm and stuff because it sounds techy and sciencey mm-hmm. and you know like math like wow if we could <laughs> like it sounds like there's a formula 
that you can kind of like magically yeah, use and all your posts will be seen everywhere. And that's what a lot of people in courses and other experts would try and sell you on. Mm. It doesn't exist. Everywhere. They can't possibly understand it because the people who created the algorithm don't even re- like they don't they, know exactly no. how this thing works. Mm. So you know the one simple thing, and I find it so re- like it's such a relief as well. You're like, oh, I just have to care about the people who might yes. follow me and genuine human connection. Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. So yeah. it's it's yeah. Anyway, we definitely went on a bit of a tangent there, but I think it's important to to realize tangent. that and yeah. why we talk about engagement so so much and why people like engagement, engagement, and what and it's that? not engagement as a. I don't, I don't have the right words to talk about this properly, but like. You know, we're all in the business of selling. That's that's what you guys are doing. Um, and we're all part of a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to, I don't know, Jess, you might be able to help me out with some words here. Like yeah, you don't you, have to buy into being a machine or part, no. like a, an mm-hmm. asshole. basically. You can do that with a human-centred approach. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a difference. Um, I just want to touch on one more thing and then I'm going to answer what you said, Mick. I think it's really important to understand they talk about in that documentary too how fake news spreads seven times faster than real news. Mm-hmm. The reason it fake, if you understand, the reason it spreads is because people engage with it. They mm-hmm. argue, and that's that's why things have gone the way they're going because people engage and argue on these controversial posts, and then they have more people see them, etc. Whereas on you know less controversial news, nobody they're just like oh yeah whatever. <laughs> so that's yeah. why it doesn't get seen, and. That's also so, you know, if you see people posting clickbaity stuff or controversial content, it's because they understand that's going to get more yeah. engagement. And I'm, I'm getting upset just more. listening to that because I hate <laughs> this clickbaity stuff. Well, it, they're, just pla- they're just playing by the rules that were set for them. Which so is if you see that stuff, you should hide it. You should like yeah. do the little three dots and go hide this because you don't yeah, want to see it. Can. And then, oh, you could even report yeah. it if it's like super yeah. shit. But yeah. Unless Instead you enjoy that, well, in which case... You're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we're all part of the problem. We all yeah. have things that we get sucked into and then argue yeah. about. So, um, yeah, unless you just opt out altogether, which you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's no, there's no law. And can I just say this? There's no law you have to be on social media. There's also no law you need social media to succeed. You actually still don't. There are other ways to succeed, and that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy, but it is, it is doable. Mm-hmm. Um, so as McKaylee was saying, yeah, I think there's this massive tension in our community between wanting to sell stuff and not wanting to participate sell in stuff. the capitalist patriarchy, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you're a sellout. You feel like, oh, you know, why, sh- why would anybody want my stuff? You know, I'm trying to reduce people, you know, like I'm trying to not buy stuff myself and then I'm asking other people to buy stuff. Like if, if that's the situation you find yourself in, you really do have to reframe yourself and, and you're selling as an offer it's you're not making people buy well, first of all you're not making people follow you if they follow you they follow yeah. you because they like your stuff so they want to see it right that's the mm. whole, they don't have to be there they can go away um the second point is you know you're you're creating something because you think it's good right mm. I, I don't think anyone out there in our community is creating stuff they think is crap or that they think is useless right so you're creating something that you think is valuable in some way what you have to do is share that value and elucidate that value to your customers. And the ones that agree that it's valuable and it will give something to their life will buy it. The ones that don't think it's valuable won't. You're not forcing anybody to buy from you. You're not mm-hmm. forcing anybody to choose your stuff over somebody else's, especially if you're an ethical marketer, which I'm sure you all are. You know, you're not telling them the lies or fairy tales or promising things that can't actually come true. Mm. So, yeah, like reframe how you think about it. reframe it as telling your story and offering the value of what you do 
to people and it's up to them as to whether they want to buy from you or not. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> was, was that what you were going for, Mikhail? Sort of. Sort of. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree with all of that hundred mm. percent. Um, I think what I was sort of going more after, which is, I don't think we should get into it now because it's an entirely different conversation and it's not about <laughs> metrics, um, <laughs> but about, um, just the basic idea of capitalism and how we as women have to participate in that in order to survive and do things our way we still have to participate in that system anyway we we can talk about it later yeah but and so funny. That- i love this episode i don't want to talk about marketing numbers anymore i want to talk about this <laughs> i know we're just like going on a complete tangent <laughs> i could talk about this for hours because that yeah, is so true and this is something that i know our community struggles with and mm. i know as individual because we talk about it all the time behind the scenes we struggle with as well which is hard mm. it's hard to do it's hard to do the right thing and it's hard mm. to do the ethical thing and to you know and to see other people doing it so differently and so mm-hmm. wrong yet being successful with it because they use those hacks track on the mind of other people which is mm. essentially manipulative and disgusting um so yeah you, you you don't need to do that and i think there's also an element of like defining success as how you do things rather mm. than the results you get from them always like i think that's something that maybe we should talk about in another episode which is you know, because that's definitely going on a tangent of tangent. a tangent now yeah <laughs> you have to be able to live with yourself at the end of the day yeah yeah Totally. Like, there, there, yeah, there's definitely marketing strategies uh, in our, edu- let's say, in our education businesses that Deb, Mick and I talk about quite often that we see other people doing that drive us insane because we think they're awful and... Very and manipulative. Very manipulative and untrue mm-hmm. and we refuse to use those ourselves. And if we did, we could be a lot richer. Yeah, we could <laughs> all be super rich, but... Mm. But it's not, it's not worth it at the expense of selling your soul. Mm. This podcast is sponsored by a cell funnel that will upsell you into a tripwire upgrade that will then show you a scarcity event, uh, a pre-recorded webinar that will pretend to be live so that you can then be sold with six bonuses onto... She's crying because she's laughing so much. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. The last thing that I wanted to say that was sort of related to that but mostly about the social media stuff, um, I just finished audio reading a book by Gia Tolentino called Trick Mirror. And Jess, this is specifically for you, but I think Debbie will love it as well. Um, it's called Trick Mirror, uh, Reflections on Self-Delusion. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's a little bit hard to start to, to get into because it sort of reads a little bit academically. So um, I can handle that. You kind of, yeah, like I, I found that if I was reading the actual book, I'd be like, ooh, but the audio was good. <laughs> um, there, It's super interesting. It's just about the internet and how it's really fucked up and how it the it's everything's kind of fucked but like we're part of the system so like what it anyway it's just it's really interesting and good and covers a lot of different topics and sort of goes into the capitalism stuff as well Mm -hmm. um but a lot of feminism and all sorts of stuff so okay i feel like i have to drop this book that i just finished reading we're definitely off topic now but i I mean we're deep in that tangent so let's go (laughs) Because um, I think you two would really like this book too and anyone listening would like it too. It's a book called uh, Your Stand is Your Brand. Mm-hmm. And essentially I started it thinking it was going to be about values and the brand I- vision and kind of like identity, which is something I freaking love. And it mm-hmm. is about that, but turns out that it's by, it's it's kind of like philosophy applied to business. Mm-hmm. And so it goes into a lot of those topics and those, and it talks about that tension that you can feel if your personal values aren't aligned with what the business is trying mm-hmm. to do. And that shows in 
every aspect of the business and yeah. how that means often less success because of that and because you're trying to go two ways one way with your values personal and the other mm. one with what everyone is doing and should do and you know so very interesting it does also it, it doesn't read it academically it's really easy to read but it's definitely philosophical <laughs> so and, you know if that doesn't sound like a cup of tea maybe not the book for you um but Sounds yeah awesome. I, I thought it was really interesting. Super easy and kind of quick read as well. I don't. I, I have a Kindle, so I don't know how many pages. <laughs> I don't know how thick the book is, but I feel like I've read it pretty quickly. I feel like we should have like a resources page on our website where we list yes, all the stuff that we I talk about. So. I think that's actually a really good idea because all these people books and things. have said like you mentioned a book a couple of episodes back, but they can't remember which episode. So let's yeah. do a resources page. That's Ivy, true. can you write down the number? Ivy, can you make a resources page, please? Yes. <laughs> Ivy's our editor, for those of you. I do have a resource uh, page already where we have all of our freebies together and we could just add to that page all those books and things that we recommend. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that is a good idea. All right, so let's go back on topic a little bit here. Where were we up to? Sorry. Um, Closing that parenthesis about the world. So we talked about engagement rates. We've talked about all those different sorts of metrics. Um, One thing that we really want to talk about is conversion rates. Yes. But we're going to actually do a whole episode on this. We're going to, our next episode is going to be on that. So we're just mentioning it today as this is a really important number. And next episode, we're going to talk about exactly why and how to pay attention to it and what to look at. And mm. I mean, I would say it's the most important number, right? Yes. Like why yes. in business to sell things. So yeah. conversion rate is the number one. So that's why we're, yeah, dedicating a whole episode yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. And so conversion rate, I guess, is like the next level. If you start with, you know, rich impressions, how many people mm. see your stuff, then how many people engage. Conversion rate is once they're on your shop, whether it's a website or, you know, wherever they are, where they can actually buy from you, mm-hmm. how many people purchase out of the 100 people who view that listing. And it's very important because it gives you information on what could be going wrong and where you need to work to get more sales. So it's like a key metric that should be the one that you're kind of looking at with you know, the most consistently and, and the more seriously. Mm, definitely. Um, so other marketing numbers, one that I pulled out as important, I think if you focus on it is email subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do do email marketing, which of course we recommend for most businesses, looking and paying attention to what your email subscribers uh, numbers are doing. So how many new subscribers are you getting? How many are you losing? Like are you growing that, that number of, of subscribers? And the reason why email is is such an important metric is because that's where people actually make they a lot of people buy Mm. by email like it still vastly outperforms social media for actual again conversion of people Mm. who see your email and then go and click through to your website and then end up purchasing from you so it's it's a really important number to keep and that being said like i think a lot of people when they look at their email subscribers freak out when they like lose people uh, but that's normal. Like it's, you need to understand that unsubscribes are normal. Unsubscribes are okay as long as they're, a, you know, a general sort of trickle of unsubscribes. If you get like massive, you know, a massive spike for some reason, maybe there was something wrong with your email. But generally speaking, most people are going to see a trickle of unsubscribes. Like every single time you see and send an email, someone will probably unsubscribe if you have a decent sized email list or even if you don't. I'm going to say going back to what we were just saying about like not posting for a while mm. on Instagram and then you might post and you actually might get really good engagement. 
emails are kind of the opposite. <laughs> you, you don't email for a really long time and then you email something out, you're going to get a lot of unsubscribes because they're going to yep. be like, who the hell is this person? Or where have they mm. been? Who cares? I'm going to go. And that's happened yep. many times because I'm not regular <laughs> with my emails. Um, but just keeping that in mind, there's certain things that you do need to do regularly mm. and things that you don't necessarily need to do regularly. Yeah, so it's a more of a keeping an eye on the trend, I think, with that those sorts of numbers, like the trend of un- unsubscribes, the trend of sign-ups. Like my Create and Thrive list, I think I have like 7,500 subscribers at the moment and I've had met way more than that in the past and I've had way less than that in the past. Mm. Um, but my unsub rate sits at like between, I think, 10 and 20 per email I send out and I send out at least an email a week. So, you know, it's okay. Realize that those people don't want to buy from you. And that's great because frankly, I pay for my email subscribers and I'd rather they weren't there if they're not going to buy from me. So that's okay. And sometimes as well, like when you say something a bit more and and this, I mean, I feel like I'm going back to that topic we just (laughs) got out of, but (laughs) when you take a bit of a stand and I'm not saying that you have to, and I think we did an episode actually on, should you uh, take a stand? (laughs) on like a, a long time ago it wasn't should you yeah, take last year was, before 2020 happened yeah, way before and uh, my views probably have changed a lot since then actually because I'm definitely taking stands in my business now um but that's costing me subscribers when I say things that some people disagree with and I also get really mean emails back sometimes of people mm. who disagree with things I might say I might have used the word climate change in one of my emails and I might have oh yeah some <laughs> oh god every answers to that so um yeah that was interesting but you know it's not so sometimes you you also have to just if you see a peak in unsubscribe just ask yourself why like Mm -hmm. is this why is this the case and if it's something that maybe was a bit more of a stand that you're taking but that really is important to the the, yeah if you're okay with that then you're okay with that so yeah yeah, because you don't see you know you see the open rate but you don't see the reaction of people. They can't like your email. You don't get a little, you know, you see unsubscribe, but you don't see like 57 people like your email, which would be great. I would love that stuff. 34 gave you an anger react. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But, you know, there for people who unsubscribe, there's often as many that actually feel more connected to your brand because mm. they're like, oh, I really like what this person just said. So, you know, don't, sadly, we only see the negative in an unsubscribe, but there's also probably people that resonate more because of that. And mm. that's fine too. Just ask yourself why if there's a peak in unsubscribe. Yeah, for sure. Cool. What else? That covers um, email. What, yeah, what else were we? I think those were the key ones we wanted to talk about. I guess too, we're just going to discuss a little bit around how all those metrics kind of work together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good point, mm-hmm. Meg. Yeah. Um, so you like your followers versus the impressions that you're getting versus your reach versus your engagement. Yeah, I think the idea was to sort of remember that one metric in in isolation is often not really... Well, it doesn't mean uh, anything, does it? Yeah, it doesn't really give you any insight that you can kind of implement. And so, like, it's it's a matter of, like, using related numbers and percentages so that you know what you're comparing to because going, oh, I've had, uh, you know one sale this month it's really not a lot but then if you tell me well yeah but I've also only had 20 visits to my shop I'd be like that's wow so like good. awesome yeah that is a really good, good conversion rate yeah exactly yeah. so it's always a matter of like comparing two things to see if it's if you're doing well with that one thing you want to look at I don't know how to formulate the sentence that was not an okay sentence that made sense. <laughs> yeah yeah no it made sense okay <laughs> Like I just said, thing, 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 this thing about the thing. No, so I think in every at the end of the day, 
what, what we're encouraging you to do is not just look at your followers. Like mm. that's the easy number, but it's not mm. the number that's going to educate you about what sort of content to create and what content is actually resonating with your audience and getting them to engage and getting them to buy. So you have to be a bit of a detective about it and actually pay attention to this. So like when you post something on Instagram, you should be clicking on that view insights button, you know, after 24 hours and have a look and see, okay, well, you know, this post was saved by this many people. It was shared by this many people. And the more a post is shared and like, what's your goal? Like, do you want people to be sharing your stuff? Do you want Mm. them to be saving it to come back to later? Like, do you want them to be commenting on it and answering a question? Do you want them to be clicking through to your, the link in your bio? Like there's lots of different actions Mm. that people could possibly be taking. So be aware of the action that you actually want people to be taking. Mm. Like ask yourself every time you post something, what is the purpose? What is the action? Yeah. yeah, What is the action? Do with it that I want my followers to do with this? Am I educating them? Am I entertaining them? Mm. Am I informing them? Um, Those are generally the three things you can do on on the internet. Um, Am I doing something that will move them in the direction of becoming a customer Mm. or will keep them as a loyal customer for some reason or another? You know, and this will depend on your business model. It will depend on what you're selling and uh, how you're selling. So certain, I think certain platforms work better for certain businesses. Like Instagram works really well for businesses who release new stuff regularly. It works really well for people who work in batches and release batches of product like Potters, for example, because you can build up anticipation. You can build up a community of people who really love your stuff and it's using that scarcity and it's not false scarcity, it's real scarcity, right? You're only making a certain number of products. So if they want to get them, they have to be on the ball and paying attention, which means they have to be making sure they're engaging with your posts in order to see your posts. Mm. So think about your business model. What is it that, you know, you're getting out of this, any particular platform you're using Mm. and how can you encourage and educate your followers as to, and your subscribers, whatever, into how that they can benefit from that. Mm. I was going to um, say, what would a takeaway be for someone who's like not ready to dive so deeply into all the insights? Like what, what can they do right now? But you kind of already answered that. So just, <laughs> you know, post yeah. something that people will like as in like a genuine thing that they can engage with and that's what you should try and do first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you already answered that. So that Stop good. the scroll. That, yeah. that is the one thing I would say. Post something that will yeah. stop the scroll. Yeah, essentially. And that also means that you can't just constantly, the call to action bit that we explained before, and that kind of ties into what you just said, just about what's the goal for this post. Mm-hmm. It can't always be go and visit my shop, go, go and visit my shop, go and visit my shop. You can't yeah. constantly be doing that to people because that's a little bit in your face. And also that's, that's taking people out of. But also yeah. don't never do that. Like yeah. you do yeah. have to do that sometimes. Well, you just can from time to time say, you know, new product or whatever, we just mm. release a new collection and go and check it out in my shop. But it can't be every single post no. because that's yeah. getting old real quick and people want to be like one out of four, one out of five, maybe. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, like an 80, 20. Mm. What is that? Four. Yeah, one out of five. Yeah. And another, another little trick with Instagram, just randomly, <laughs> is um, that first sentence of the, of the caption really needs to be a hook. 
So yeah. try to make sure that you put... It's, People got to click on it to see the rest, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like newspaper writing. You have to write the most important sentence first. Don't bury the lead. Or news writing. Yeah, don't bury the lead. Have it as the first sentence, like what's the main point of this? Or hook people in some way so that they'll click the more button. Like yeah. say something that captures their attention, ask them a question, all those sorts of... There's a whole... I'm sure if you just Googled, you know. Well, we've did. We've done a full episode on that. Yeah. As well, I was just looking it up for us. Episode 33 uh, is called Social Media is Only the Start of Your Customer Journey. And we talked about that, I'm pretty sure, and how to use social media to create engagement and then get them onto your shop. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. And we, I and think we talked one. about that first caption um, bit, yeah, sentence awesome. as well, extract, whatever oh, you want to call we're it. We're brilliant. We are so smart. We have so many episodes now. It's so true. Like, you know, I forget how long we've been doing the podcast for now. And it's like, Two oh, years you know, almost. Yeah, this was not, now there's starting to be a, a, a catalogue of topics. <laughs> was it, I think it was, was it the 1st of November we launched, 2018. Okay. Yeah. So we're coming up to our two-year anniversary. Oh, also, um, exciting, we didn't actually mention this on the podcast. We did it in our Patreon video, but we've just surpassed 100,000 downloads. So thank you Yay! so much, everybody. Thank you, everyone. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very cool. Very exciting. Yeah. See, this is a metric we look at. <laughs> yeah, downloads. Like how many people are actually listening to the yeah, show? That's yeah. kind of important. And that's, kind of like our, that's kind of like our sales thing. It's like, you know, yeah. like how many sales do you get? How many downloads do you get? Yeah. How many downloads do we get versus how many patrons do we have? That's that's yeah. our conversion rate, yeah. really. <laughs> are we good? Are we? Do we have any other tangents that we would like to? <laughs> Just kidding. Any other Things massive philosophical problems is. we need to address? <laughs> um, okay, so I think we're going to wrap it up here for today. Mm. But thank you so much, everyone. Um, next, I, I keep on saying next week. It's not really next week. It's I know, I week. keep doing that too. It's, it's like the week after the next week. Whatever. Next time. Next time. Unless you listen to the show, then you're binging that and you're like, what are you talking about? It's going to be like now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The next episode will be about conversion rates that we mentioned uh, and we'll dive deep into that and how to look at it, why to look at it, what to do when you've looked at it to decide what you should do next to actually make progress, i.e. sales and more views and more sales (laughs) to your shop. Um, So that's going to be a really good one. I'm excited about that. This is a topic I really wanted to talk to you about because I'm a massive nerd and as soon as there's the word rate in something, I'm like, yay! (laughs) Seven has spreadsheets. Spreadsheet. Um, but yeah, all right. I'm going to let you go, everyone. Thank you so much. And uh, don't forget, if you're interested in becoming a patron, to go and visit patreon.com slash T-B-O-M to support us, which we would really love. But you also get a lot of cool stuff. Like we should probably mention that. Yes. Should we mention that? That's yeah. probably. <laughs> Let's mention that. It's not just to support us, which is real nice of you, but you actually get a lot of perks as well. Yeah, well, you can just support us if you want, which is a $1 thing a month, which we feel is pretty affordable. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have different tiers as well. And uh, the $5 tier, which is a gold tier, you also get an extra episode, Platinum. (laughs) I really know my stuff, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Platinum. I feel like gold is better than platinum. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Who cares about platinum? I want gold. But anyway, the platinum tier, the best thing I think is that you do get an extra episode that you only get access to in your feed if you are supporting us. And we also usually dive a little deeper in that episode. We cover, you know, we talk about 
um, what we covered that month in the episode and we give you more kind of like actionable steps as well. Yeah, so that's they're more workshoppy sometimes. More workshoppy, yeah. yeah, I guess. I, I like this word, workshoppy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also get um, videos behind the scenes. Every week we record a little behind the scene video of us doing the podcast and chatting away and it's usually silly and funny and <laughs> you get access to those. <laughs> Um, what else do you get? A shout out on the show. Obviously, you've heard that at the very uh, at the beginning, mm-hmm. and a link on our website as well to your website or to your shop, uh, and discounts on things that we sell sometimes. <laughs> yes, like our email marketing course. Yes, which is available. We have a ton of stuff. You guys should visit our website. I feel like we need cool to start. I, th- I feel like we need to have a higher tier. We're giving a lot away for five dollars a month. Yeah. So get in, let me just say, get in now before it changes. Get in now. Get in now. Because <laughs> it may change. It going up. <laughs> it may change. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. So you can go to patreon.com slash T-B-O-M and Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com in case I pronounced it wrong and you needed the spelling. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.